0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from TheUnheardNerd.com. If you like what you hear, please consider liking, sharing, reviewing and subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher or your podcast feed of choice. And help us to keep creating and improving our content. Thank you. This is Jump the Shark, a pop culture podcast from TheUnheardNerd.com. And um, since it's topical at the moment, John, um, and seems to be all the rage, I'm thinking about developing an augmented reality game uh, where you go around with your mobile hunting out real-life pop culture sex toys. I don't know how you feel about <laughs> that. I had, to, I had to get it in somewhere because there's nothing in this show about sex toys. Um, uh, John, welcome. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm all right. I'm a little bit fucked off, though, if I'm honest. A little bit. Yay? Okay. Because we recorded an entire sort of hour and a half podcast.
1: It was a biggie, that one, wasn't
0: it? It was pretty big, pretty big. And I had the freaking flu when we did it, and did. Uh, all of the audio came out, <laughs> and um, and the whole show was unusable. So a little bit fucked off about that because it was quite a fun one.
1: That was a shame. People don't get to hear that.
0: So in future generations, someone will, will have some audio technology that will be able to just get rid of all those tiny little gaps because I'm fucked if I'm going through and doing it. And, uh, and maybe that show will, will, will appear. So this is episode, like, 3.5, maybe. I like, I like your thinking. Or maybe we should just call it episode 4 and people will be like, hey, what happened to episode 3? It's like, fuck you, it's good enough for Star Wars, it's good enough for us. They started on episode 4, for fuck's sake and then maybe we can go back and do episode three another time
2: yeah
1: would be like a prequel
0: yeah and then people will argue about like the best order to watch them in <laughs> or, or listen listen it's pretty, d- pretty dull watching to be fair um <laughs> yeah so a little, a little bit a little bit hacked off about that we're gonna have to try and squeeze two shows in so i'm gonna try and get this one out in march um because yeah you know, i like the fact that we've been doing one a month for the whole two episodes <laughs> and <laughs> so I want to try and get this one out in March and then we should try and record another one for April. Okay. And, um, yeah, who knows what's going to happen in May. Exciting news in May, actually, John. I'm going to New York. Brilliant. I'm going to New York, New York. I've never been there before. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, I'm only going for a week but it will be um, it will be on my birthday time which so will be, be awesome be lovely yeah so we've got some friends living out there we're just going to go out and, um, and and sleep at theirs so you know just paying for flights really and then oh, e- eating and seeing things yeah um, so if anyone has recommendations of where I should go in New York then um, you yeah, know send them over appreciate that a little bit of feedback um, we have had some feedback John a little bit a little bit Ooh. yeah yeah um, in, fact, in, in fact in uh, fact bear with me I'm just trying to just trying to find it. Um, <laughs> shit. Should have prepared earlier. Hang on. Stay on target. Um, uh, this is actually feedback that actually would have been relevant in the last show, but we didn't have it in the last show. So um, luckily the last show was fucked. Got it this time. Um, so it's from it's from uh, Craig. Uh, our friend Craig, Craig Green, Big Daddy Craig, oh, right. who we gave yeah. a shout-out to in a previous show. Um, and he was like, I'm just listening to episode two, a little bit late, but thanks, Craig. I uh, love the shout-out. On the subject of uh, facial CGI, Blade Runner was on point. Also loving Dirk Gently. Um, I'm also loving Altered Carbon on Netflix, a dystopian film noir-esque whodunit kind of jazz not everyone's favorite gravy but dot dot, <laughs> dot 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 um yeah i haven't gone back to altered carbon to be honest um yeah i watched two episodes three episodes i think okay uh, and uh, i didn't go back to it but um it's kind of one i think i'm gonna have to watch on my own because i don't think i don't think my wife's really into it but uh, have you watched it at all have you- I, I haven't started it yet
1: no i do intend to at some point I'm starting to grow backlogs of TV shows and films and just don't have the time to watch them at the moment.
0: Mm, saving that one, saving that one. Um so I mean like this sort of sci-fi um what's it uh, yeah what's the word? Um I'm trying to think of Resurgence? Uh cyber cyberpunky sort of yeah, sci-fi noir um thing is quite it's quite popular at the moment. Obviously we had mm. uh, Blade Runner 2049, um the sequel to the to the um the old one. And <laughs> the the first Blade Runner, which is eighty four film, movie. yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah, I did say in the last episode, but no one will ever hear it. I Unfortunately to, not. Got got tickets to the secret cinema to go and see Blade Runner, which is going to yes, be amazing. Um, my wife bought them because she's a massive Blade Runner fan, and we're going to watch them. Uh, watch it. So that'll be really exciting. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, there's there's a bit of a, a resurgence in this sci fi noir, and they all kind of look a little bit the same. So um, you know, obviously altered carbon. Looks a lot, 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 lot like Blade Runner Uh-huh In terms of the aesthetics, you know, Dark City, wet, um, sort of Asian influence And um, lots of neon everywhere People with umbrellas and um, sort of futuristic sex with uh, see-through clothing and shit like that uh, On Netflix as well, I watched Mute. Mm-hmm. Mute So did I Did you? Did you watch that? This is amazing <laughs> It's just like last time, we've synchronised our periods and we're watching the same thing <laughs> <laughs> So, um, what did we watch last time? We watched something that,
1: that was oh, the same. I had a list written out, and I've deleted it now because we're on the next podcast. So I deleted the old list. Oh, well,
0: let's so the mis- let the mystery let the mystery remain. What last time? Now. <laughs> we, we watched something. I'm sure it was on Netflix as well. Um, um, was it? Oh, the uh, the um, the um, hmm. Cloverfield film. Oh yes, yes, the Cloverfield paradox. Um, yeah. Cloverfield paradox to give it its full title, not Cloverfield. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, that was quite. I, was quite good. Quite enjoyed that. Um, some of it was a bit like, Muh. a little bit. What yeah. the fuck? Why is there a hand crawling around and how's it communicating?
1: I mean, to keep, keep, to keep it short, not to repeat the podcast, now and whatever will ever hear. I thought it was a, a generally enjoyable piece of sci-fi, but I just didn't like the way they shoehorned in the old Cloverfield link. I thought that was completely unnecessary.
0: I mean, either unnecessary or necessary and badly done, because I mean, <laughs> it is a Cloverfield film, after all. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, having not seen 10 yeah. Cloverfield Lane, which was on film four just last week, and I forgot to record oh, it. it. Oh, shame,
1: it's excellent. Apart um,
0: from- I'm sure I can find it, on, you know, on the, on of the many various streaming <laughs> services we now subscribe to. We spend more on TV than we do on our kids, I think. But... Um, <laughs> Perhaps not. They're fucking expensive, kids, aren't they? Oh, uh, Jesus, yes. Um, but um, yeah, I did, I, did, I did enjoy it. Um, I did. I wasn't really bothered by the the monster link, to be honest. But um, yeah, yeah, that was a good, good fun film. Again, another one I watched while I had the flu, and um, I was <laughs> laying in bed dying, um, actually laying on the sofa dying, and <laughs> eating bourbon biscuits mostly. That was my diet. Cool. That's a life, isn't it? That sounds all right. It sounds alright, <laughs> but I've actually put on a lot of weight because I haven't been able to exercise for five weeks, and um, and I've just been eating biscuits. Um, I love biscuits. Oh I could eat biscuits for days. Uh, give me a pack of biscuits, and you'll never get it back because I'll yes. eat them all. Yeah, just I love them. Love Ovens, them. custard creams, Oreos. Do you know, I mean, I I love I love a chocolate digestive, but I don't like the sp- posh ones. Um, I don't like hobnobs, the texture's weird, it's like eating like raw wheatabix or something. And um I, but um the cheap, cheap, cheap ones that are really bad for you that you go in like happy shopper or something. Yeah. I love those. They're so sweet and they and they got just the right texture. Oh, whole pack, easy, no problem. Anyway, sidetracking <laughs> slightly. Um so yeah, I watched Mute. You watch Mute. This is I did uh, watch Mute. It's not as blade runnery as um as some of the things that are out at the moment are, but it no. does still have you... a dark, wet city with lots of neon. <laughs> it's um, it's Berlin,
1: isn't it? I think it's supposed to be Berlin in the future.
0: It is. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a film uh, by Duncan Jones, who's the mm-hmm. um, the son of David Bowie, formerly known as Zowie Bowie. I can't imagine why he changed it. <laughs> no. Um, and uh, there's a nice touch at the end. It's like he dedicated it to, to his dad, and uh, and also to his nanny. Yeah. Wow. I thought that was a nice touch. I paused it and googled them just to make sure I was, oh, wow. I was getting the right yeah, information there, which is actually, I think, is classed as uh, research for the podcast. I think, yes, it is. Well done. Which is unusual. Um, <laughs>
1: There's a nice link in there to the film Moon, which I won't point out because it spoils the ending of the film Moon,
0: but yeah. Oh, do you know what? I didn't pick up on that. I have seen Moon, but not for a long time. Ah right, okay. So um Duncan Jones um directed uh, wrote and directed, I think, Moon as well. Yeah, and um, uh, Source Code. And Source Code, was that his as well? That is his as well, yeah. I didn't know that. See, I quite I quite enjoyed Source Code, but it wasn't a um a worthy film for want of a better way of describing it. You know, uh-huh. like you know, I mean, Mute, for example, there's a there's a strong Kind of uh, moral to it, and there's there's a real (laughs) definition between good and bad, and um, and you know which side people are on, and um, and with Moon as well, it's like there's a real sort of psychological edge to it, and um, Mm. it's it's, who's it? It's Rock 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 Rock. Same Rockwell. Same Rockwell. Um, Who's fantastic in that as as a singular character in the film, Um, you know, on his own for for you most most if not all of the film, Um, and puts got
1: Kevin Spacey is the voice of the AI, isn't he? Oh, don't, the... mis- don't mention
0: Kevin Spacey. No, no, <laughs> no, nah, 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 bad Kevin Spacey, <laughs> bad. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Kevin Spacey in a space film, who would have thought? <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, Moon was a fantastic and like, worthy film, if you understand what I mean. Source Code is like, a really fun sci-fi film, and I've, I watched mm. it and I really enjoyed it. It's got jake jilling G- how jilling that bloke in it yeah that. <laughs> whose birthday it was a few podcasts ago and um yes yeah, a call back you have to go back and listen to now mm, gotcha. and uh, uh but it wasn't a worthy film yeah, it wasn't like a real sort of moral thing or, or anything like any real substance to it it was just like a real sort of action and fun fun yeah. film Um, so i did enjoy that i didn't realize that was him um mm-hmm. D- duncan jones but um, yeah Mute is it is set in Berlin uh, it's about a guy who comes from an Amish family and um he had an accident as a child which cut his like his neck and and damaged his vocal cords and he never had uh, the reconstructive surgery because he's Amish um to to have that repaired so he's lived his life as a mute um that's where the title comes from and um but falls in love and then the person he falls in love with disappears and um, he has to find out where and how mm. uh, and it, it features um paul rudd who uh it's paul rudd isn't it it is yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know it's rudd i've got the information you know again i actually did a little bit of research i opened up the imdb page in advance uh but not on See the it. right but but yes paul rudd who people will know from ant man he is the ant man and the giant man that's right fun fact he was fantastic in it in in mute in mute yeah yeah very i mean it, hard to tell which side of the division he fell on whether he was a good guy or a bad guy because he played different parts at different times depending on the circumstances mm. and again i don't want to go into too much detail because it, it, it might spoil it but um yeah he's got he's got some kind of a weird barometer in terms of what's when he's good and when he's bad yeah, uh, but yeah, it plays like, of of all the characters in it, he's probably got the most charisma. Um, and then uh, the the chap that's like the lead character um, is Alexander S- Skarsgård. That's how I say, it. yeah, Skarsgård. Skarsgård. I don't know how you're supposed to say it, um, but uh, yeah, he plays the 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 main character whose name is Leo, the um, the guy who's mute, hmm. um, and he's really emotive as well. You know, for someone who doesn't speak, for the you know. <laughs> The entire film, I'll say, because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, no, I just have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, he—he's really emotive, and he does a really. Yeah. Yeah, I—I I love this. The action scenes where he—he's forced into fighting, and he just looks so commanding. Like he mm. really comes across as, you know, calm and and collected, and and those scenes are really that like really stood out to me. Like he's really like really in command really like calm during those fight scenes and I, I i just found that really interesting and i thought he played it really really well um so yeah lots to take from it what did you enjoy it? What, what were your thoughts i did enjoy it in fact um
1: trying not to spoil it as hard as i can there was a point where i thought the film was going to end mm. and i thought fuck, if this ends now, this is going to be the most bleakest, <laughs> depressing ending yes. for a film. I thought it'd be, it's a really bold choice to end it here as well. Yeah. Um, but the film doesn't end at that point And it's like, all oh, right, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, I, I, I was really uncomfortable at the end. And, and you know, at certain points there throughout. Certain, um, yeah, because
1: people were left in situations they couldn't control. And it was like, oh my God, is this really going to happen? <laughs> it's just like oh my god but it, it didn't go that way but it's still it's, it's a brilliant film i really i really enjoyed it
0: i mean i do have a, a minor nitpick about it and and it's it's really comes down to child acting again and that really they shouldn't be allowed to um okay. <laughs> it, yeah i mean there's there's quite a significant moment in a child's life where um most children would be absolutely distraught but this child seems to just yeah, laugh it off and carry on. She um, doesn't seem to react too much, does she? She's just like a little bit of an oversight, I think, in in terms of directing. Just a strange. I mean, I guess the kid was kind of used to being in in situations where most kids aren't, and maybe mm. then was a little bit desensitized. But um, which quite often she's she's
1: left at the. Um... The, the brothel was not she a brothel, yeah. <laughs>
0: what they call the parlor
1: yeah the parlor yeah. Like, okay oh, look after her for a bit i need to go out and they're like yeah all right then like, so she's she seems to
0: be left in these funny situations quite a lot of the time yeah lots of interesting characters and um you all played pretty well i think and it's quite Ooh. a long film I, I felt um yeah it's just uh, just over two hours isn't it two hours something yeah i mean i made the mistake of um well <laughs> I was, playing, I was playing some um, video games on the um, mm-hmm. on the old Retro Pie on, uh, on Sunday after I put the kids to bed. And, um, yeah, they were in bed by sort of eight-ish, half-eight-ish. It was probably about half-eight, to be honest, on, on the Sunday. And um, I thought, I'll watch the film, but I'll just have a little go because the Retro Pie was fired up. The kids had been playing on it. Mm. And um, I realised I'd never completed Mario because I was always a Sega kid. But we'll come back to that. And... Um, and so I played a bit of Mario and then I played a bit of Sonic and I was like, Oh shit, I was gonna watch that film. So I started <laughs> watching it and I was like, Fuck, this is long <laughs> I'd knocked off a beer and two glasses of wine on a Sunday Sunday evening, you know, school night. And um and it was like, Fuck, it's it's gone midnight and this film's still not finished. <laughs> I was up till one o'clock in the morning. I was a half oh, cut. Yeah. But um that was alright, it's good. I really enjoyed it and um yeah, I recommend I recommend it. Um, it's, it's only got 5.4 out of 10 though on IMDb. which um, it seems to have
1: really divided people. Some people, you know, from, the, from the initial uh, my Twitter feed, it seemed a lot of people, you know, it's a, a bit marmitey. A lot of people loved it, a lot of people hated it.
0: I guess. I mean, that's a shame because I think it, it, I don't know, it's got, it, it's not sort of an, you're, Action-packed sci-fi oh, that, no, that geez, maybe no. people are expecting. I mean, there's action in it, but it's not like from start to finish. It's more of a you know a moral moral tale, I suppose, or more of a sort of emotional ride than than you know anything physical. But some really nice visuals in it, and and um, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought the characterisation was was good. I thought it was well written, and it did have you, you know, guessing the wrong things at times, and and then mm. bang, you know, it gets you. You know, back on track so um, yeah I, I recommend Mute my only regret is because it's a Netflix film means you can't actually buy a copy uh, that's true but I mean sometimes they bring them out you know, like their Marvel TV series you can buy them on DVD mm. um, so maybe it will have a release um, later on on a, in a in a similar vein on the Netflix topic um I haven't watched it yet cuz it's only just come on a day or so ago but Annihilation yeah. is on Netflix in the oh, UK yes, now Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. Now that received a cinematic release in the US but not in the UK. Mm. It's gone straight to Netflix, <laughs> which usually <laughs> is an indictment of the quality of the film, but I don't think it I don't think that's accurate in this case. I think um it's supposed to be a very tense um and and quite shocking um sci-fi film you know a female cast led by natalie portman and uh it's supposed to be quite tense and, and quite you know unique in its approach um so i'm really looking forward to watching that as well
1: yeah that's on my to see list um directed by alex garland who did uh was it was it called ex machina ex machina
0: i think it's oh machina yes yeah, <laughs> yeah which which doesn't sit well with me because yeah machine Mackey I don't know anyway but yeah that's the way and that that was a fantastic film as well I've actually seen it to be honest have you not and and Oscar Isaac who went on to play Poe Dameron in 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 some of those sci-fi funny films um, Uh, Star something
1: Ships shaped like letters
0: or something, <laughs> yeah. Y Wing Command, something like that. And um, <laughs> um but you know, it's, it is a really good. Oh, and Alicia Vikander as well, who is obviously now Tomb Raider. Uh, no, she she's, she's not Tomb Raider, she's <laughs> a Tomb Raider. Her name is uh, is Lara Croft. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a really good film. That's tense as well. Um, a good sort of bleak sci fi movie. Uh, sort of sci-fi horror actually it was a bit darker than i expected it to be at times wow. and um, a bit more gruesome than i expected it to be as well but um, also a very good film so um yeah i'm looking forward to annihilation and um, good to see natalie portman um getting sort of a quite quite gritty sci-fi role as well uh, I, I quite like her performances in films like usually we can't talk about on this because they're like ballet stuff yeah, she, right. she was in black, <laughs> black swan she had a really fantastic yeah. really fantastic performance in black swan but it's not the sort of film we would talk about is it not really no nah, good good film really enjoyed it okay. <laughs> let's throw that out there um what have you been watching john have you watched anything else yeah i watched
1: one of the most recent uh directed direct dvd batman animations gotham by gaslight
0: oh right i, I thought you'd seen that already or you, you you just wrote about the trailer maybe
1: uh, I remember, yeah, I wrote about the trailer and I was really anxious about this one because uh, Gotham by Gaslight is what was called, is, is the first, what they call the Elseworld story, which is taking a popular character and place them in a completely different uh, situation, universe. I think universe is probably a better explanation. Okay. Right. Um. So what they do is they take Batman and they stick him in Victorian times. Oh, is it Jack the Ripper times, that kind of thing? That exactly the, the nail on the head oh uh, the, the story the story starts with uh bruce wayne visiting um vi- he never actually says by me he's visiting a famous detective in london oh. um i wonder who that could be and um, rights. And the, <laughs> yeah and the jack the ripper murders are taking place and the police don't know i've got no idea who it is or how to stop it um bruce then travels back to gotham um, he meets his uncle on the boat, who is also visiting London at the time. Um, it sounds obvious that I'm saying it this way, doesn't it? He's, he didn't feel this when I first read it. And when he gets back to Gotham, the murders then start happening in Gotham. Oh! So as Batman, as Batman, he tries to figure out um, who's killing all these all these girls. Hmm. Uh, the animation uh, follows that story. Well, the only the only part of that story it follows is the fact that girls are being murdered in Gotham. Um, the rest of the book, the book, it chucks out the window. It, it keeps it keeps the location of Victorian London and the sort of steam and Victorian Gotham and that sort of steampunk aesthetic. Mm. but um, so
0: it's based on a book.
1: It's yeah, this is an actual graphic novel you can go out and buy.
0: Oh, right, okay, all right. Um,
1: and the other other the other uh, redeeming feature remember, it was drawn. Uh, by Mike Mignola, who's obviously most famous for drawing and creating Hellboy. Hellboy, yeah. So it's got that it's got his distinctive look to it, ah. um, and the animation follows that story. But if they if they converted the book directly to to, it would probably last about twenty minutes on film. So they've had to fill it out, mm. and of course they chuck some other famous uh, uh, Catwoman's in it. Right. Um, I can't breathe. There, I just. It was it was all right. I think I was just disappointed. They just seem to chuck a lot of the book away and just like, do their own thing with it.
0: Is the animation good though? Because a lot of these sort of bad uh, superhero adaptations the, the animation's a bit, you know, Saturday morning cartoonish. It it,
1: it, it was a bit, yeah. It's uh, not it's not amazing. That's you can tell shame. they, you know, it's a, it's a sh- they seem to get these ideas and just go. Oh, I'll spend the least amount of money sticking it on video. We know the fans will buy it. That's
0: a bit of a shame. Um, I did see it in the BT store to um, to rent, but um, uh-huh. I don't think I'll, I'll shell the money out on that one. To be honest, <laughs> it's all over the place. I think I
1: saw it on the, the PlayStation store as well. It's like if you can stream it, you can watch it for a, for a price.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, that's a shame. Well, not not really <laughs> worth watching then, is is what you're saying, or, or is it worth watching?
1: I don't know, perhaps it's one of those kind of things, well, it would probably never happen, but it's one of those things where if it is on, you might sit down and watch it. Okay. So not make, not make the effort to.
0: It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday afternoon, what's on TV? Go on by yes, like Yeah, sit and watch this. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Cool. K- keeping it with the, um, well, it's not really a superhero, actually. Um, there's superheroes in it. Um, I, I finally got around to watching Thor Ragnarok. Brilliant! <laughs> yeah, a bit of a travesty that I never got to the cinema to see this one. Because um, the Thor films are one of the few sort of uh, series of Marvel films that uh, my wife enjoys as well. Yeah, she's really not into the superhero thing. Um, she likes the, quite likes the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Thor ones. I mean, yeah, I guess because they're a little bit slapstick and a little bit more humorous than a, a, a lot of the other films. Um, yeah. but fuck yeah it is amazing <laughs> like really really enjoyable film we, we you know laughed from start to finish oh it's so fucking funny it's unbelievable amazing characters I mean I'm hoping that pretty much everyone listening to this has, has already seen it if they haven't then you know it's definitely one to watch whether you're a fan of Marvel films or not um, yeah it's just so funny and, and you don't have to have seen the other Thor films or any of the other Marvel films really to know what's going on um, it holds up as a standalone on its own I think um, but um, yeah 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 Chris Hemsworth is is fantastic as Thor, a uh, titular character. Yeah you know, the the antagonist is Kate Blanchett as um, his sister Hela who returns. Yeah Mark is brilliant as as Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Um That's mostly fantastic. mostly as the Hulk in this one which was a nice change of pace. And uh mm. and I think the standout character the one that I didn't expect to be um, amazing was um Korg who's like a, a thing. It's like the thing from Fantastic Four, actually. Um, oh, he's voiced... the
1: big the big sort of blue, the big blue sort of yeah. rock creature. But oh, yeah. hello,
0: mate. Uh, we're going to start a revolution. <laughs> um, really fantastic. <laughs> and actually voiced by the director of the film, um, whose name I'm going to have a shit time pronouncing. But oh, Is it Takawaititi? I'll be into it. But, um, yeah, really fantastic. Uh, great, great film to watch. I won't spend too much time on that because people have probably seen it, but... Um, I finally caught up on that, which is good. Mm-hmm. Okay, John. Yes. I'm. I'm just going to give him my favourite response on Twitter that I've had. Um, oh, in, I, think it, I, think I know what you are going to say. Yeah. No, no, I don't. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. Oh, okay. um, I just remembered one from from someone, but yeah, go on. Um, well, I mean, you mentioned that in a sec, but um, it was on. It was to my personal Twitter. you Wow. Know, um, oh, that, okay. that That nerd will. Mm-hmm. And um, in response to um, the piece i wrote on the castle run millennium falcon lego set and, oh, right. okay. and uh yeah a fairly innocuous piece about you know your speculation about you know does the front piece come off or what from the film you know people want to know um this is my mm. absolute favorite completely not expected piece of uh, feedback um on, on twitter it simply says 40 year old virgin exclamation mark exclamation mark give the kids back their toys exclamation mark exclamation mark so um thank you uh michael metro spell m-y-k-l-e-m-e-t-r-o uh michael metro um yeah oh, who, who has a, a lofty 136 followers and um is following 270 um follows me just to abuse me it seems so thanks for that Brilliant. <laughs> that's, that's my absolute favorite um what was the one you were thinking of? The uh, the dulcet tones of us discussing filming and gaming helped Jeffy Jeff uh, oh, be yeah. a divine beast in... Um... Jeffy Jeff. We got a yeah. shout out Jeffy, Jeffy Jeff, Jeff every week. Up. Yeah, well, I didn't know what the fuck you were on about, Jeff, I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> um, I, I did know what he was on about, but I don't know how the, the fact we talking films and games and books helped him beat that particular level. So.
0: Well, firstly, I didn't know he was talking about a video game at all. I didn't know... Uh, what what the fuck? It was something about an elephant. No, you said about an elephant. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, there was I an said elephant. About there. there was an yeah. elephant there somewhere. I don't know what Jeffy e. Jeff was talking about. He was talking about beating <laughs> something, and um and that we helped him do it. And I was like, fuck, what what the? F- I don't know what's. I don't know. I just don't know. I didn't understand at all. And uh, and finally, it became clear when you mentioned. Um, well, he said it was like it it was like the Switch game, the Zelda Breath of the Wild or whatever it's called. And, yes, and then exactly. you and then you said something about an elephant i don't know are you playing the same <laughs> game or are you playing a different game i I'm, no i'm i'm playing that game as well so um, you have
1: a switch no i've got a wii u it's on wii u first it's promised to come out on the wii u near the wii u's launch oh right okay wow and so it's like about four years after they initially announced it it finally came out on the wii u and they went oh but it's also on the switch as well
0: ah so is it I essentially was- the same
1: game it is the identical same game, yes, yeah. But they released it on two platforms.
0: because hmm. you know back in the day, like Master System and Mega Drive, they used to release like Sonic for the Mega Drive, but then there was a slightly shitter version for the Master System. Uh, that's what I was yeah. getting at. But um, yeah, not oh, not the case, um, obviously.
1: No, they both they both uh, on the technical side, they are both. I think the Switch is obviously slightly better.
0: All oh, right. Okay. But um. No, I was quite. Impressed yeah,
1: they both, both have different. They both different. Pro-
0: yeah. It's a fantastic, which one you play on, it's a fantastic game Okay, well I mean yeah, we've been playing Zelda too, But um, we, we've actually been playing the <laughs> um, the N64 version uh, Was it Ocarines of Time or something or other? Oh right, yeah um, I say we've been playing, I mean actually yes We've been playing cooperatively Me and the kids have been um, trying to get through the first level <laughs> <laughs> And we spent about three hours Because um, I mean you know, they, they just take their time at these things yeah, I'm hmm. just gonna look around and see what's here and yeah, we've been there like five times. Why are you, why are you gonna getting... no, I just wanna look it's like but you just need to go fucking here and do this. And like, just 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 chill oh, feeling your pain. Feeling your pain. Let them get on with it and eventually they'll beat the first level. That's fine. <laughs> we've bought a shield so far. <laughs> well, hey. Just looking for that sword. <laughs> um so yeah we've been on a retro gaming we've gone way off films now way off films um we, we can come back to films um so yeah we've been on a bit of a retro gaming um thing over the weekend because like i say my wife was away and you know, she, she's, mm-hmm. she's a little bit stricter about when we can have screen time and um <laughs> <All right. laughs> I, don't, I don't, you know i'd take them out for exercise we've done nearly a four kilometer walk me and the kids up, up the hill to at uh, one tree hill yeah, not the TV program. Um, there's actually a place called One Tree Hill where I got married. Actually, yeah, and there's a rope swing in the woods, so we go up there and they play on the rope swing, and um, and then yeah, it's a it's a good walk and a good bit of exercise. Not that anyone needed to know that, but I'm just adding some colour to the picture. And uh, yeah. and then we came home and we zombied out and we watched uh, we we played some uh, retro games. I put um, Aladdin for the Mega Drive on on the Retro Pi. Ah, uh, classic. Yeah, it was a good good game and. Um, and then what else I put on? Um, I don't know. I put, put, I put a load of old games on. Um, stuff that I thought they'd like. A cool spot and... Um, hey. Oh, God. A few other things. I can't remember. Uh, Mega i uh, No, SNES games. I put some SNES games on. But anyway, yeah. So it, we, they had a little go on each of those. And, and then they went back to um, Legends of Zelda, which they really seemed to mm-hmm. enjoy uh, the most. Um, and the whole reason we did that is that I, I mentioned in the last podcast that no one will ever hear that I'd been reading a yeah. book called Console Wars. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's the first book in my book a month challenge for the year because um, I try and do a book a month uh, uh, each year. I started it last year and I'm trying to carry that on this year. And so that was my first one. Mm-hmm. It's quite big. It's like 64 chapters. I, I just put a review up on the website, actually. Um, 64 chapters, 555 pages, um, all sure. about, you know, the, the so-called 16-bit wars between Nintendo and Sega. Mm-hmm. Very, very one-sided story, really very much through the eyes of, um, of Tom Kalinsky, the um, the president of Sega of America. So it's a very one-sided Sega-centric look at the side of, of the story. Regardless, yeah. the book was on my dining table and um, my eldest daughter asked, you know, what what's console wars? So we hmm. had this chat about it and I was explaining to them there were these two companies, there were Sega and Nintendo, and they both had similar sort of spec machines and they had some different video games and, and people chose you know whether they liked Sega or Nintendo and it caused um, arguments in the playground and, and people hmm. who generally were one way or the other. Now, yeah. obviously my youngest is quite clued up when it comes to technology. She um, She likes video games and things like that. And um, she'd played on the Retro Pi many times, and she recognised it as the Sega Mega Drive or the Super Nintendo. And bless yeah. her, she sat She sat there, and she looked me in the eye, and she said, I, is, well, they asked, me, they asked me, you know, which side was I on? And I said, well, mm-hmm. Sega, because, you know, I've still got my game gear here, and, you know, I've got a little mini Mega Drive um, USB hub and stuff like that. Um, I was always very much Sega, and I explained that Sega games were a little bit more serious and a little bit more maybe violent and and nintendo games were really more sort of you know fun in, in a way and she sat there and she looked at me in the eye and she said daddy i'm really sorry but i think i prefer nintendo <laughs> 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 that was fine let's find some nintendo games and stick them on the retro buy and you can play um so that's yeah. how that got there so uh, awesome. that, that's, a, that's a that's a long-winded story about my family um what were we talking about Um. Oh. So yeah. Your two-minute Terminator two like review is like two thousand words, John. Uh, I just I couldn't stop writing. I'm sorry. (laughs) Crikey. I've not read it yet. I've got to set aside half a day. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of words. Um. So how are you playing arcade games? Presumably that's that's a game that needed a light gun originally, no? No. As as I said in it's
1: actually in the review. Um, I haven't read it. Two minutes. I oh, know you haven't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Terminator 2 actually cheated because although they looked like light guns, they they wrote they obviously they rotated on a base and moved forwards and backwards, hmm. um, but not to move a point, not to move a sensor on the screen to detect the flashing, which is how light guns worked. Um, they acted like a, a, a literal joystick.
0: Oh right, okay,
1: wow. So when you're rotating the gun left or right, it's moving a cursor left or right across the screen.
2: Okay. It wasn't the
1: actual light gun. So, uh, yeah, there's a, a brilliant piece of software that's been going for, God knows how many years now, called uh, MAME, Multi-Arcade Machine Emulator. And it's just the, a, a one program that you can chuck arcade ROMs at, and um, depending on how powerful your PC is, I mean, if it's the really old stuff, I mean, I've only got a, uh, a Core 2 Duo laptop here, but, you know, that can play uh, hundreds of old arcade games perfectly. Oh, cool. Um, so terminator 2 is uh is one of them and i thought uh i thought yeah i thought no, I thought, oh yeah give that a review because it's about one of my favorite films yeah one of the things i love about terminator 2 is the fact that they filmed uh actors well arnold schwarzenegger eddie furlong uh, linda hamilton didn't want to come back and do it uh robert patrick is back as the t-1000 um all you know enemies good guys props locations it's all it's all real world stuff that was you know Film digitised and stuck into this game.
2: Hmm.
1: And uh, there's one of the, the best highlights about uh, well, there's two two good things about but my favourite things. Uh, one is infinite money. Right. There's obviously, it's just one button that represents sticking in, sticking in money, so you just keep tapping away at that. <laughs> um, and the other helpful thing is um, uh, they're called save states, so you push a button and it saves how that arcade is at that moment in time.
0: Oh, so really? effectively
1: in it's a save game so you can just quickly push a button save it if you get killed I'll just reload it and just jump back a few seconds oh nice yeah that's
0: the irritating thing about some of the games <laughs> on the retro pie So, like you you had three lives and you've, you're fucked <laughs> it's mm. like yeah, these days you can save and, and carry on from wherever um, oh that sounds interesting um, it, incidentally there's um, it, it reminds me there's a guy um, I know real name Mad Hatter McGuinness. Um he changed his first name by deed Um, That's his real name, Mad Hatter. Um, He used to run um, sort of a nerdcore record label called Scrub Club Records. Oh, yeah. And he's kind of, he stopped doing that and evolved his thing into Scrub Buds, which is like um, a video game uh, streaming thing on Twitch or YouTube or whatever. But what he's done, he's amassed, uh, and let's see if I can find the message because I'll probably not do it justice from memory. Um, he he messaged me and asked me if I'm interested in in this. Um, everyone, I'm about to launch a new gaming project that will ultimately share my twenty three thousand plus video game MP three collection, as well as my, oh my meticulous error free ROM sets for systems fifth generation and before. Um, so so he's basically just been compiling this this. Um, a flawlessly logged and and you know named and titled um collection of of um <laughs> mp3s and yeah. um, and roms um which represents like a, a massive massive collection um which is really interesting um so i'm going to try and find out a little bit more from him about that and um mm. and see what that's all about um, another interesting fact Ooh. and again on a side note you mentioned robert patrick um, yeah robert patrick's brother is the lead singer of a band called Filter, who provided the best song from the Spawn soundtrack, um, Can't You Trip Like I Do, which was a collaboration with. I uh, can't remember. But uh, is it. Uh, I can't remember who it was with. But it's really good as well. So, um, a little side note there interesting fact. That's free of charge. Thanks. I might, might look that up afterwards. because
1: I, I think I might have used to listen to the Spawn soundtrack quite a bit when that film came out.
0: I still listen to that track a lot. I still listen to the soundtrack quite a bit, actually. Um, I've got it on CD, and um, yeah, I have it on iTunes. But I don't think I've got iTunes open at the moment. No, I don't. I can't be bothered because that will probably make the sound go crappy. Um, but yeah. I... Speaking
1: speak, speaking of which, uh, uh, is it Todd yeah Todd McFarlane yes will direct. will start filming a new Spawn film in a uh, couple of months.
0: So I hear <laughs> this is this is a film that's been sort of in the makings for a while. I think, and um, they've been mm. meaning to um,
1: He's been talking about it for many years. He wants to do it. He wants to do it justice to make a proper version.
0: Yeah, because I mean, there was that. I mean, the the film that came out. I mean, it was a bit. I, I quite enjoyed it at the time, mm. but looking back, it it certainly hasn't aged well.
1: It's very. I'm it's, just thinking about it. It's just, uh it's a it's a very nineties superhero film. It's a, a yeah. comment that's come to mind. It's. um I think if you don't know much about the source material, I don't think that doesn't help much.
0: Mm.
1: I know, I know. There's a lot of, um, uh, which is there's, there's quite a lot of narration here that try to explain yeah. who is what at the beginning.
0: Yeah, and some really chunky CGI. But um, oh, there's some
1: not... really oh god, the CGI. Oh, yeah, it's always oh, headache-inducing. Like it juicing, it's so bad. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's not a good watch these days. But um, I mean, the source material I think is is fascinating and and probably. Um, Now's a good time to do it as well, because it's a it's a black superhero, and um, mm. and you know that's that's clearly something that is is very high in in people's you know consciousness, the collective public conscious at the moment through films like you know Black Panther.
1: Oh, uh, it's broken! Uh, yeah, it's broken the one billion dollar box office record.
0: Yeah, which is fantastic, and um, I, I haven't seen it yet. Again, I need to try and find time to go and see that um and um also you know series like you know, Luke Cage from Marvel and um, Black Lightning which I started watching the first episode of the other day um she's All right. like a, a DC character um but I also watched uh, there's the documentary it's Robert Kirkman's secret history of comics on AMC i think we discussed right. it in the last podcast and um yeah obviously that's not going to get heard um <laughs> so it's, it's on AMC it really is the unheard nerd. it really is isn't it fuck yeah um <laughs> I might just put it up and people will be like, what the fuck is this? But um, yeah, no, I mean, the, the secret history of comics is fascinating because it tells the story of, of, you know, behind the comics, the people that created the characters and the injustices that have been done to people like the creators of Superman who um, mm. who lost the rights to the character and received very little remuneration for a character that's gone on to become one of the world's, you know, well, the world's most recognisable superhero um yeah. and then uh, there's the story of um you know the, the creator of Wonder Woman and his sort of sordid sex life and and how that inspired the character. Um but the the one that I most recently watched was um it was kind of all about um black superheroes and black uh, uh, and people like black people making the comics, how how they were underrepresented in the industry and they they yeah. they took a stand they created their own comics label and um and and they made their own comics and they were all black characters or or you know black led comic book series and um and, all right. yeah, and and how they were inspired by the black panther and and black lightning and um yeah black lightning looks really good actually it's amazing when you watch these dc series how well they do tv compared to how badly they do films It's crazy. It's like, really, start giving the TV people a little bit of um, licence to work on films because they're doing a much better job of it.
1: I get the feeling the TV stuff looks a little bit tugging-in-cheek, or is it not? Is it actually more serious than that?
0: Um, No, it's not serious. It it usually is quite light-hearted and and fun. Um, Mm. But it's just, I don't know, the the storytelling and and the way it's written is just far more easy to watch than these, you know, abominations of a film that they keep churning out. Yeah. You know, which look fantastic. Um, albeit, you know, desaturated and grainy. Um, yeah. But they look amazing in terms of, I was going to say you know, effects, but then I remembered Henry Cavill's moustache. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they look grand. They look like grand films, but the the writing is, is abysmal. Um, and, you know, the, the choices they're making, the directing, it's just not good. It's just not, they're not doing a True. good job. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, w- I really want this DC films to be good. I want them to succeed because, you know, I, what's, I, what's next? It's Aquaman's next, isn't it? Um, I think, I, I, I don't really know. I'll be honest. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying not to pay attention to it in a way, <laughs> which is sad. You'd just be surprised when it turns up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd love, I mean, you know, even Wonder Woman, which received a lot of critical acclaim. I, I wasn't that impressed by it because it was a bit formulaic and a bit you know sort of didn't go as far as I wanted it to go in terms of you know story and a strong female lead. Uh-huh. Um yeah, it's still a fun film. I probably need to watch it again to be honest because I, I think maybe I wasn't in the right frame of, of mind when I did watch it, but um it didn't really do for me what I was hoping it would do. Um which is also I'm, I'm worried about this Captain Marvel film that Marvel are making with uh, Brie oh, yeah. Larson in the lead. Um, I'm really nervous about that because she, she doesn't look like the character I want her to be. <laughs> and, and I just I,
1: found out. I, I don't know. I know literally next to nothing about the character. Apparently, that film's set in the nineties.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: Um, With a young, um, a young uh, uh, a agent. What's his name? Samuel Jackson. I've got his name.
0: And uh, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. That's it. Yeah. The young Nick Fury. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I think I think you know in the comics she was I mean so I guess if it's set in the 90s it doesn't it doesn't work but she was um she was romantically linked with a War Machine so oh, right. maybe that will come back in the, in later films you know um you know more up to date films if she, if if she features in you know Infinity War then perhaps mm. um, that will be part of it though I'm not sure if he's dead or alive at this point I can't remember <laughs> thought he was dead but then I think he's alive I, I'm sure he's in the trailer I don't know anyway <laughs> whatever um, so yeah I'm I'm a bit nervous about that but I, I'm not worried about it being set in the 90s uh, that works for me not worried about that but I just don't know if it's the film I want it to be because I really really enjoy the comics and, and she's yeah. such a kick-ass character in the comics that um, I'm not sure about how well that's going to come across but uh, yeah, yeah it may be surprised I don't know I hope it's one of the Marvel films that's more cinematic, you know, mm. like the Thor Ragnarok or the Guardians of the Galaxy, rather than the ones that look a bit TV movie, like um, I don't know, like the Ant Man films to, a, to to a degree, and um, mm. and I even like um, Doctor Strange just looked a bit. There were some amazing CGI moments in it, but it just didn't really work for me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. call me picky. So yeah, so okay, we we went we went from film to video games back to film. Uh-huh. Um I've got I mean I've watched um I've I've been watching this series called Travellers spelt incorrectly. And it's from 2016, it's a sort of sci-fi time travel thing. Um the guy from that... Will and Grace is the lead character. I remember not a trailer for that, yeah. Um it's quite enjoyable. It's really sort of it, it's kinda of like got a 90s american tv series feel about it as in there's it, not a lot mm-hmm. of special effects but it, it's all right it's like it's light entertainment <clears throat> it, it's a bit a team to be honest yeah a, <laughs> there's a group of people <laughs> sent from the future yeah. um where things have gone tits up they know what's going to cause it and so they send a the team back to alter history in order to prevent disaster but their actions have repercussions and change things. And then there's another thing from the future trying to scupper what they're doing and they have to try and figure out what it is and how to defeat it. Um, and we're kind of, we're up to season two, we're on season two. First episode in season two was amazing. And ever since then it's been a bit a yeah. team again. So I don't know.
1: It's light entertainment. It's all right. I decided to watch, uh, Disney's the black cauldron recently, which seems like an odd choice, John. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't really watch a lot of Disney stuff because it's it's Disney as in terms of when I say Disney, the first thing that comes to mind is like basically their the classic animation stuff.
0: Right. Like Beauty uh, and the Beast and, and Like Beauty
1: and the Beast, Cinder uh Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast, you know, blech, no thanks. Oh. Um the reason I picked Black Cauldron, I think I I, I think I can't come across, it, come across it by accident. Actually it's probably a Den of Geek article that put me onto it. Hmm. Um it's uh, it's from eighty can't remember eighty something. Uh, there's there are no, there's no songs in it. It's not a musical. Mm.
2: Um,
1: but it's very, it's a film that can't decide what it wants to be. It's, um, it's a dark fantasy film. There's a, uh, John Hurt as the voice of this, uh, I don't know, king with special powers. I mean, the the black cauldron is a physical cauldron that holds massive power. So everyone's looking for it. No one knows where it is. And the story follows this uh, young boy who's uh, in, who's looking after this pig that's got magical powers. This just sounds ridiculous now I'm saying it back.
0: I mean honestly um, John this is sounding like classic <laughs> Disney to me from here but carry on. <laughs> um, I think
1: that the, the main point I want to say is the film flip flops between styles because there is half the film seems to be what you'd call proper Disney. It's a bit cute and lovely and la la la. Yeah. But then the other half is really quite dark fantasy. You know got like um, skeletons rising from the dead to attack people. Okay. Yeah. Um, so is this an animation? Uh, dra- dragons and- this is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is animation. It's animation. Um, okay. And what era Disney past- is this? Oh, I can't remember. Sometime in the eighties, it was the first. It was the first Disney film to be rated PG thirteen. Okay. Um, which which worried which obviously worried them. Uh, but I think this the story that Denner Geek brought up that, that got my interest. Uh, I think it was Michael Eisner as it was just become head of Disney. Hmm. And they showed off they showed off the latest version of it to him, a near finished version. And uh he went, Oh, I don't like this. This is this is too dark and scary in places. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to cut these stuff, cut some scenes out. And they were like, You don't you don't go and cutting out fully completed animated scenes. It's just literally a waste of money. And he goes, No, I don't care And apparently he, he took the film, went to an editing suite and literally cut about twelve minutes of the film out, some of the really more violent scenes, hmm. uh which are now been lost for all time, so no one knows what that stuff that was missing um the film does suffer for it especially the end battle which could be the most boring end battle ever because there, there isn't an end battle basically Oh no! <laughs> apparently it's supposed to be a sword fight between the boy and this this um this evil king and the, the, the sword fight never happens oh no <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's such a letdown it's like that whole sequence is missing and the end sequence is a bit of an anti but there's some re- there's some really nice animation this is one scene where the the pig is trying to run away from two dragons that are flying around catching it, and there's some really impressive animation in that scene. And mm. uh, Yeah, but as I said before, at the end of the day, it just can't decide what it wants to be. Does it want to be sort of a nice Disney film or a dark fantasy film?
0: Yeah. I, was, I, mean, I think Disney...
1: that's that's what hurt it in the end. It, was, it wasn't very well-received critically. It didn't make a lot of money.
0: I'll be honest, I've never heard of it. Um, <laughs> I, I
1: think things... it actually got a computer game made out of it as well for the, the home consoles. Like the Commodore Amiga and the Commodore uh, sixty four and Spectrum and stuff. And yeah,
0: right. I mean, I, I, Disney did have a weird time, sort of towards the late seventies and early eighties, where they made some weird choices. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, one that springs to mind is is the Black Hole, uh, sci-fi. Oh, that is a strange
1: film. Yeah, that's obviously. Obviously, Disney jumping on the, the Star Wars bandwagon.
0: But going really dark with it in places. But okay,
1: really, yes. Yeah, it's, it's not really a, it was definitely a kid's, world. Well, yeah, it's not a kid's film at all, is it? Still,
0: I watched it as a kid. Shit scared. The, there's a robot Especially in it called Maximilian. Game. Oh, I with, loved him. With the, the whirling arms, like the blades for hands He's or whatever. Blades, yeah. Blades, oh. yeah. They, they, yeah. <laughs> scared the shit out of me. Oh, I, yeah, there's talk of them remaking that or a version of it. Um, yeah uh, and which I kind of hope happens because as much as it scared me I, I kind of still have a soft spot for the black hole I'm sure if I went back and watched it now it'd be awful but you know my, my <laughs> memories of watching it as a kid um you know a, a, a tinge like fondness tinged with terror uh, <laughs> but um, it was yeah it was a weird time for Disney um how do you feel I about all these? Christmas morning I think I oh, was it. <laughs> I remember seeing it. It's on TV one Christmas
1: morning. So I opened all, opened, opened all my presents, put yeah. them to one side. Because I'm like, sci fis on the telly. I'm watching this, and uh, I remember losing interest at some point. I didn't even watch the whole thing. It's just like, uh, should I should I stick with this or should I play with my my new to- new toys? It's Christmas. So yeah, I think I, I mean, didn't make it all the way through the first time.
0: That rings a bell for me as well. Christmas time watching it. So maybe it was the same time. Um, yeah, could could well have been. Um, how do you feel about all these uh, live action remakes of animated Disney films?
1: Oh, I, I don't care to be honest. But <laughs> Disney seem to Disney seem to have found a, a new way of making money. So
0: yeah,
1: it's it's working for them. Although they're not they're not. I don't know they generally hit and miss. I think most of them have been pretty good, haven't they? They've been pretty they, well received.
0: I mean, I haven't seen them all. I haven't seen Jungle Book, which I would quite like to see. Um, but the yeah you know, the kids have no interest um we went and saw beauty and the beast which hmm. i was i was a bit mad about but the kids loved it my wife loved it um but uh, what else I, I don't know if i've seen anything else they did they do a Cinderella one i think they did uh
1: yeah they i think they did yeah i, I don't know I'm not, <laughs> i don't really follow that stream of films yeah, yeah
0: but um i mean i i you know, having two girls i go't see an awful lot of You know, Disney films and that kind of, you know, animation and kids' films are aimed at girls, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. I gotta be honest, those Disney films get me in the feels. They really do. (laughs) I I mean, I I blame it on my contact lenses slipping, my eyes are watering a bit. (laughs) But do you know what? They are, they get me because I I watch them through the eyes of my kids. And Mm. uh, it's bizarre, you know, they never affected me before I had children. But as soon as I had children, oh my God. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, i quiet. Wait,
1: wait until you see Coco then. Try not to cry at the end of Coco. Bloody yeah. I don't
0: cry. I don't cry. It's just the content lenses. Um, yeah, no, I, again, that's another film I'd like to see. But my, my kids are so weird in their choices of what they want to watch. Um, you know, like Paddington 2 is one of the greatest or best-reviewed films ever on Rotten Tomatoes. Do they want yeah. to see it? Do they fuck? They no. fucking loved the first one,
1: <laughs> loved it. They don't care. They don't care for another one though.
0: Oh, not at all. I cannot get them to watch it. It's like it's on demand. We can watch it anytime. time. No, not mm. interested. Fine. Okay. I'd I'd love I mean, to uh, see it.
1: <laughs> another doesn't another Disney film that I really like again for the same reasons for Black Cauldron. There's no there's no songs in it. It's not a musical. Is uh, Atlantis. Mm-hmm. So you've seen that one, where it's set in the. I haven't seen it. Is that though? set the thirties or forties? Okay. Where uh, this character, voiced by Michael J. Fox, believes in Atlantis. He believes it's a real place,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, he meets someone. He meets someone else who believes it's real. He's got lots of money, and he puts a team together of obviously sort of what I gonna say crazy characters, but different characters because this Disney film, and they go off uh, in search of, of uh, the lost city of Atlantis. And that's a really good film. I really enjoy that one. Mm. Again, like. Um, uh Gotham by Gaslight we mentioned earlier yeah. the artwork for Atlantis was all designed by Mike Mignola again so it's got his distinctive look to it
0: yeah cool um tying into the Disney thing um uh-huh. uh, director of uh, Jungle Book um John Favreau uh, mm-hmm. who uh, you know basically reinvented the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Iron Man he did his- yeah, kicked it all off. Yeah, I'll give him credit where credit's due. Is um, has been charged with creating the first Star Wars live action TV series. Yes, and, and I found the reaction to that really weird because <laughs> okay. people were like, "Oh, not John Favreau, or like you know, or yay John Favreau." It was mm. oh, another white man. Great, yeah, fair point. What? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean this this was a whole piece on on Variety, I think it was or. Um, Hollywood Reporter or one of those sites, and their their reaction was, you know, I hate these fucking articles where they it's just basically people on Twitter are saying this, and then they just put,
1: oh, fucking so lazy
0: pictures of people's comments on Twitter. Yeah, that's a very small portion of the actual feedback. But um, (laughs) the the what the angle they decided to go for was, yeah, another white man in charge of a Star Wars product and okay. you know when are they going to give it to a woman or a, a person of color which are, are valid points you know don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not disputing that but it seemed like such a weird reaction Surely it's whoever's, whoever's
1: suited for the job rather than well of course what they look like <laughs> as a white
0: man we would say that john you know that's the point um but no i mean you know you, you tread on eggshells, of course. Um, with, with however you react to it but um but yeah, i mean absolutely uh, a, yeah, there's no reason that a black person couldn't direct well, the star no. wars or any other film you know we're seeing increasingly that you know the the there's a huge market and huge potential um for you know films like the black panther which is, is just yes yeah, it's, uh, it's really attracted an audience that perhaps wasn't previously engaged with the marvel films in quite the same way you know, yeah, you know and, and the same with the all the T the, the V series that we mentioned before. Um, they're engaging an audience who have felt isolated and not represented. And that's, you know, absolutely wrong, of course. Um, but you know, John Favreau is is yeah, he's a good guy, I think. He comes across really well. He's hard working. Um, he's involved in so many more things than you even realise. Yeah, you know, he's an executive mm. producer on the Orville um he's he's an executive producer of a lot of disney films a lot of the marvel films you know he's mm. not always directing but he's he's actively involved in in so much um like pop culture tv even dirk gently he's involved with and um and it was just like such a shit reaction rather than oh, you, sh- you know, yay well done john favreau it was like yeah but it could have been someone else <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
0: and you know I, again you know, don't get me wrong you know there should be fair representation in hollywood in in tv and film um but yeah yeah it was a weird That's reaction just,
1: that reminds me of a um once again a, a similar article i don't know if it's variety or hollywood reporter uh the secret film at this year's south by southwest film festival mm-hmm. was uh ready player one on sunday night yeah and so this article goes, um, oh, here are the first Twitter reactions. And it was basically five or six tweets from people loving the film to bits. And then they said, but not everyone likes it. And then there was a tweet from someone who actually hated it. 40-year-old virgin, like... exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> Give the kids back their toys.
0: Yeah, I know But yeah, going game,
1: game back to uh, <laughs> game back Fever and Star Is Is that a separate? i the Game of Thrones people some some of the guys behind that developing a star wars tv
0: series something like that i re- yeah i heard something like i'm
1: getting that. confused now because now they say oh john is gonna be writing so and it's like Hang a minute. i'm confused what's going on he's writing
0: <laughs> and producing maybe they're bringing you know people into i don't know to to um yeah you know, i mean like a lot of shows they have a team of writers don't they mm. john fevere is yeah. not going to write every episode um, no. But he's going to executive produce, probably write the first and write and direct the first couple of episodes and then he'll have other writers uh, on board, which is probably where the Game of Thrones people come in. Um, I mean, there was a, an entire series written
1: out beforehand several years ago. Have you mm. heard that story? Well, vaguely. Yeah, again, not not in any detail. Um, no, basically, Lucas, George Lucas hired uh, a, a, a room, you know, got together a, a load of writers in a room and said, I want to do a TV Star Wars series. Can you, you know, here's some ideas I've got. Can you flesh it out and create it? They wrote about, I think it's something in the region of 60, 70 scripts completed. Wow. Um, and so, so they took some of those scripts and started shopping them around different networks, but being the uh, sort of, I don't know, sort of early two thousands, maybe something like that, the ship it, shopping it around to all the networks. Networks are like going, how much would this cost? And they think, well, could be at least about a million, a million an episode, because obviously all the special effects are required, Blimey. and so everyone was just like, "Nope, nope, not going to do it." <laughs> so um, all those scripts were stuck back on the shelf, and the writing team disbanded, and everyone's like, oh, "What if Disney? You know, when Disney brought out Star Wars, I wonder if uh, they'll they'll produce that." But obviously, nice. Maybe they're just plagiarizing it for ideas for other projects. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? It leads me nicely, though, to a a feature that we used to do on the old podcast um, that I'd like to bring Uh back just for this episode. And it's um, who we didn't interview (laughs) this month.
2: Yeah, go on. For
0: anyone that's not familiar, um, who we didn't interview was basically, um, I get sent emails from PR people offering us to interview people and it can be usually people we've never heard of there have been a couple uh, of really good ones have gone by there? on occasion it's people you have heard of people who have done yeah. stuff you've watched <laughs> and uh, and and this episode is one of those john oh no who we didn't interview this month yes star wars the last jedi director ryan johnson oh my God. No, I can't be bothered mate busy
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know what I'd oh, say to him I'd be like oh, I really didn't like your film <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I did. of all the Star Wars films one of my least favorites <laughs> but um I mean yeah I say we didn't interview because obviously we didn't um I did get the email saying he's available for interviews um, mm. Along with the effects director or, or director of um, you know, the guy that did all the um, was in charge of the special effects for the film as well, um, right. whose name uh, I can't remember. Um, but um, I mean, sadly, I, I was actually I was my wife very kindly agreed to go and do this interview. She was like, "Yeah, fuck, I'll, I'll talk to him." You know, she enjoyed right. the film. She's got yeah. you know experience of of media working in TV and stuff. She'd be p- perfect for it. Um, some twat forgot to email back in time. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that twat would be me. Uh, so so dude. we didn't interview Ryan Johnson. <laughs> well, wow. I don't know why our website doesn't succeed more. I no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, we're getting close to the end of the show, John, but um, I did want to, yeah, we mentioned um, Alicia Vikander. Earlier mm-hmm. from Ex Machina, and that she's um, she's going to be in Tomb Raider, and um, as Lara Croft, um, I saw her on um, what's his name Graham Norton's show the other week. Oh right, And yeah. um, she seems like a really nice, genuine person, actually. Like, just just really down to earth. Now, how are you feeling about the Tomb Raider reboot? Uh, um, kind
1: of in the middle, really. I'm not really fussed either way. I mean, I love the game it's based on, which sort of. It was like a, a, a reboot of the franchise. Mm. Um, I love the going to bits, but um, watching these trailers, I, it looks like it should be going straight to DVD. I don't know why. <laughs> that's the, that's the feeling I'm getting from it. It doesn't look big and cinematic. It's like wow, it's coming straight. That's just, <laughs> I, mean, I may get around to watching it at some point and go, oh my god, I was so wrong. I mean, we shouldn't really yeah. uh, base things off trailers, but everyone I, does <laughs> I,
0: I think it's one that I'll wait until it's on Netflix or Amazon before I watch it to be honest um, I'm not yeah. going to go to the cinema I, I I did go and see the first Tomb Raider film in the cinema and I fell asleep um, <laughs> the The franchise doesn't exactly excite me to be honest but I mean I, you know like I say Alicia Vikander is, is um, you know, she's a good actress I'm not sure she's quite right for the character but um, I don't know right. yeah i'm just not that particularly that interested in in the um the franchise itself um well, we'll let's let's go through a few more we'll do it very quickly like, very brief like are you looking forward to it or yeah. not um so okay so um solo a star wars story oh i i mm. yeah i know this is gonna be a tough one to go into <laughs> quickly for you um quickly um trailer looks know. trailer looks good yeah the,
1: the trailers are, oh have you seen the, the the one recut to sabotage by the Beastie Boys I have but they do that with everything these days, don't they It's lost its oh, charm a little so. bit <laughs> um yeah i I like what I see in the trailers um but there's just a lot of rumors that I've been reading from when it was in production that make me think but as always, watch the finished product don't you know don't base something off rumors and trailers
0: yeah I'm, 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 i i'm'm I want to see it and I want to I want to enjoy it I want to believe I want to enjoy it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. so
1: the miss- sorry, someone had a comment from Mrs. Who watched the trailer, and she goes, "Why do all Star Wars films have to have like a, a posh speaking English girl in them now?"
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not offended by that at all. <laughs> oh no, it's just a comment she made. I, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's trend at the moment. It's um, God, what's her name? Something Clark, Emily Clark, Emilia Clark. Um, yeah, emily Clark from Game f- of Thrones, isn't she? F- from Game of Thrones, yeah, and of course um, Sarah Connor from uh, Terminator Genesis.
1: Oh god that.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. Um no, just been on. just dropped this evening while we're recording. It's the Fantastic Beasts um sequel, um, the Crimes of the thingy the crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> okay. Know. Um did you watch the first Fantastic Beast film? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. You're not a fan of the Harry Potter franchise? Uh I think I've seen the first three or four. Yeah, fuck them. Um, I think I, The
1: Blit Fire was the, the the last one I got to. I, I, oh, they're enjoyable to watch. I don't mind watching them, but I haven't made an effort to watch them.
0: Yeah, I mean, my kids like the Harry Potter films, and yeah, we went to see Fantastic Beasts. In fact, I, I got invited through one of these PR people that offers me the interviews to go to that um, Fantastic Beasts live event where J.K. Rowling uh, revealed that she's making shitloads of money out of it. And, um <laughs> But a really spect- spectacular event with all the like the actors and the directors and, and um, like live satellite league, links to around the world, all on an IMAX screen in um, in Os- uh, Leicester Square in in, in London. Um, oh, really, did you see the first 10 minutes or something? Yeah, I got to see the first 10 minutes about two weeks before it went out in the cinema. And um, we mm. had special space age bags that we had to put our mobile phones in to block signals um oh, so that uh, security was was you know they it was one of those ones where you go and they've got night vision <laughs> we've been <laughs> to, been to a few of those like some marvel screenings as well and they have night vision to stop you from filming um so they can see what you're doing um <laughs> it was one of those the security was tight 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 on that um but that was good that was good i hope i get invited to um something like that for this film but it looks all right i'm 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 not a huge fan but i, I like eddie Redmayne, um, is it Eddie Redmayne? Yes, it is Eddie Redmayne. It is, yes. In in yeah. the lead, I th- I find he's he's such a disarming character as Newt Scamander. Um, he's kind of like bumbling but really like fun with it. I I think, yeah, it should be alright. I'm sure the kids will enjoy it. Um, what's the next Marvel film? Is it Ant Man uh, and the Wasp?
1: Is it Ant Man or, or is it Ant Man or is it
0: Infinity War? I, th- I feel like Ant Man and the Wasp is coming first, but I don't know for sure um either way looks... thought Infinity
1: War was end of April
0: oh you might be right it's actually just, so I was just reading a lot of people
1: sort of sitting around going hang on a minute don't we need another we should have like the, the big Infinity War trailer soon that shows off a lot more of the film
0: yeah it has been a and, little um, bit low
1: key hasn't it low key because people together. going oh, <laughs> oh <was>
0: brilliant
1: um <laughs> Um, yeah, because the article was like, you know, people running around going, oh, they'll stick it in front of Black Panther. Oh, no, they haven't. Oh, they'll stick it in front of, um, uh was it called? A Wrinkle of Time, another big Disney film. Mm. And it wasn't in front of that. And I was going, well, hang on a minute, the film opens, I think, at the end of April. Where's where's, where's trailer number two? It's like, well, a
0: wrinkle, yeah. in, a wrinkle in Time is out in um, the States, and it's got pretty tepid reviews, hasn't it? It's, it's not, been, is it? Oh. not been particularly well re- received, which is a shame, because I was looking forward... I thought that would be one that would really engage my kids, and perhaps it will. Um, so I was looking forward to going and seeing it, but I, I don't know the the reviews in America have not been not been that great so far. All, like... all I know of is uh, I saw a headline in
1: one of my news feeds, and it just said apparently the film uh, the film doesn't touch upon any of the Christian elements that are in the original book, and in fact it makes the film worse off because of it. It's like oh okay, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> not being a religious type, I'm not you know. Mm. But um yeah it's interesting it's based on a a book from uh it was an author they they made a film of it before, and she thought the film was shit <laughs> <laughs> and um you yeah, know voiced it um I wonder, yeah, I was hoping that this would be a better adaptation of it, but we'll see we'll see um what else what else um the shape of water I haven't seen that yet, but i'm planning to no, go' get either planning to go this Thursday. Um, because it's a film I've really wanted to see. They it, it, it was in the cinemas months ago, like I think probably like January, early January maybe. Um uh-huh. ahead of ahead of the um Oscars. The, the, well, no, the Golden Globes right. that came first. Oh right. Um ahead of the, the, but the the awards season, you know, it was ahead of that. It yeah. was in cinemas, like certain cinemas. And I really wanted to see it then and you know, one thing or another came out. I couldn't go, didn't get to see it. And then um it came out on officially on valentine's day here again like weeks after it had been out in america um yeah. so it's really yeah i love it when it's the opposite way round. and we get the films first that's great but when it's the <laughs> other way round and, and it comes out in america first it's really hard to avoid the reviews and all the hype that goes or, yeah. or you know vitrol that comes with it um but this is a film i really want to see and i've avoided all reviews of it I know that it's a fantastic film because obviously it's won Oscars and everything mm. and, um, it is getting high praise everywhere, but I really, really want to see it. And, and I wanted to see it from the first time I saw the trailer and I knew nothing about it. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that this Thursday, assuming the babysitter is confirmed, which I don't know yet. <laughs> I'll update you later. <laughs> I, I'll let you all know. Um, I can't think of anything else that's coming out soon. So, um, mm. Oh, Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's out this month, actually, isn't it? Um, Mar- it is. Yeah, March, March the very soon, probably tomorrow or Friday, Friday, whenever Friday is. That's not tomorrow. It's I've Monday. Read, I've
1: read a, uh, i I've read a couple of reviews, and they were uh it's they were basically Marmite reviews. One review said, you know, I loved it. I loved all the nerd references, all the references to pop culture that are in there. They're fantastic. And when the other person used that as a negative, they go, yeah, with well, the pop culture. Pop pop culture references are in there, they don't, you know they're in there just for the sake of being pop culture references, and it actually makes the film worse off. It's like, oh right, okay.
0: I wonder so, if that person's read the book because it's all about the pop yes. culture references. Um,
1: apparently, the, apparently, uh, the film is uh, very different to the book in, in a lot of ways. Right. Apparently, someone said apparently, discards the first half of the book entirely, almost.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: Um, I, luckily, got... I, luckily, they won't have. Um, I think we've mentioned this before. Do you remember that part of the book where he had to play? He has to reenact war games and play out the Matthew Broderick character.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that that would definitely wouldn't work in a film. <laughs> um, I've got this really horrible feeling. I'm going to hate it. I just ah, okay. I I, uh, I don't. I want to like it because I really enjoyed the book, <laughs> but I've just got this horrible feeling. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be into it, and that it's just gonna. It's gonna be too much pop culture overload for me I, I kind of feel like it's just going to try too hard um but um i hope not. You, can
1: look, you can always look forward to the adaptation of *Admire*. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well hopefully that'll be better than the freaking book which is awful but um, <laughs> never mind um all right i think we should wrap the show up just uh, if anyone's interested the book i'm currently reading on my book a month challenge is called the echo i can't remember who the author is um just google that shit <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know what it how it's like what it's like when I've read it um, i about five chapters in and it's quite it's quite tense it's quite tense oh. it's a sci-fi thing um, it's another one of these things where a spaceship goes up into space gets lost 20 years later they send another spaceship up having learned their lessons from the previous mission and there's yeah. a huge anomaly that they can't explain and they've got to investigate and then there's something <laughs> appears on their radar and they're like what the fuck is that and I don't know because I haven't read that far yet so we'll find yeah. out Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 got twins. Like one twin is on the mission, leading the mission or in space, and yeah. the other twin is back at in, on Earth. And he's like leading the mission from Earth, and if anything goes wrong with the mission on the spaceship, he can take control from Earth. And I kind of feel like there's going to be I think they're going to fall out and there's going to be like a, a a sort of battle going on between the twins. I don't know. I'm going to have to wait and see. Ooh. Interesting. Anyway, okay, that's been <laughs> Jump the shark. The podcast, as I like to call it, um, because it's a podcast. (laughs) Hopefully (laughs) this one doesn't sound like uh, we're doing it through a fan. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, hopefully. And I'll get it out as soon as possible. So um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Do give us your feedback. Hit us up on the email. It's theunheardnerd at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash theunheardnerd. Hit us up on Twitter. John is at UK film nerd, I am at that nerd will or at the unheard nerd, and um, I yeah, you can always go to theunheardnerd.com and read all the stuff we talk about as well. That would be great, super, love it if you could. Okay, John, awesome. It's been a pleasure as always. Indeed, thank you very much. Bye, Goodbye. everyone.
2: name feelings Name. I've got so many ready for any 20 minute time slot, throw your confetti, I'm rolling heavy on a broad walk, shining light on societal blind spots, call the vice squad call the night's watch on me, I'm a half black rapper, half white walker zombie I know you never heard a tribe One and rocky but you're gonna wanna have us on your iPod promptly, went against the grain and they portrayed me as a rebel, I don't wanna change the game, I wanna play a different level, and this beat is so goddamn dope, no joke, I almost wish you could've stayed an instrumental, I've been following a dream since barely 18, Suckers dare to compare like they're the same thing, but if this was just another airbrain scheme, why am I fired than an airplane wing? And we jump like we never had to walk on solid ground. shark attack. And we rock like we don't know how to turn the volume down. shark attack. And we dance like we never wore a tuxel ballroom gown. shark attack. You'll know when you see us, cause we work like we didn't have enough between that' born in this form, I was forged in a furnace, and I only want your support when I've earned it. So save your money till you're sure I deserve it, until then download it, torrent and burn it. I'm not concerned with Grammys or cloud. I'd rather hit the galaxy and read the salmon of doubt. No friends, only fam is the chant that we shout, trying to make the world better and our families proud. It's just a matter of time before we get to the top. On the rise like Legos and Tetris blocks, stacking real hip hop, electric pop, Celtic rock and anything else you got. Throw it in the melting pot for a mixture of sacred ancient artifacts. Blending indie rock guitars and early party raps Yeah, we're talented, but how do you market that? Just call it Malibu Shark Attack